is for anything. B for baby blue. C is classy, clams and clogs. D for doggy doo. T is easy. F for flange. G for gannon. H for ham. I for idiot. You're an idiot. I'm an idiot. Jerry. K is kooky. L for lads. Marga ladies. Lads, lads, lads. M for mummy. M for knock knock. Who's there? Pee pee hoo. You can't. U R S T U for ugly. V for Venus. W for W. X is hard to comprehend. Why can't I just reach the end? Z for zebra. Zinc and zany. Baglioni. Zip zucchini. Zoo and zoo and zeppelin too. The alphabet is really cool. Well, it's great to be here again. Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. All right, all right, all right. Back nice. on the old blower. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe what? it's a bit like a blower. Kind of. Kind of like in... We're coming at people. Yeah. yeah. But it's also like we're on the phone to each other in a room looking at each other. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. Well, Do you think it would be easier if we had our eyes closed? Let's try it. Um, I can't do it. No, it's really No, it's hard. weird. I hate being asked to close my eyes in a room full of people. Is it because you're scared? How of often does that? How often does that happen yeah. to you? I just nodded and realised no one saw. Um, I was staring. My at eyes you. are open. <laughs> <laughs> we were both staring at you. <laughs> you know, like um, when does it happen? When you go to spiritual classes? Um, okay, yeah, laughing yoga. Uh, no, like... Hot yoga. Maybe assemblies at school. Cold yoga. <laughs> assemblies at school? Maybe like a vicar would say, everyone close your eyes. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> what? I think you need to question why your vicar's asking you to close your eyes. <laughs> Actually, we had a really weird one. The vicar, when I was about, uh, let's say, nine, ten, there was a vicar that used to come to the school and do assembly once a week. And he got... A kid up on the stage, maybe two kids, and he baby goats. Oh damn it! You beat me to it. <laughs> two baby goats, and the whole story of the day or the message was about resisting temptation, I suppose. <laughs> and, oh god! <laughs> with okay. two children on stage. Hold on, and he oh pulled out a little packet of chocolate buttons, and oh he gave God. each of the children. And I can't remember this bit whether he put them in their mouths himself, <laughs> but they had to what? have a chocolate button in their mouth, and whoever whoever's melted last won. But ew, one of them might just have more saliva than the other, or like a hotter mouth, and like the temperature's there, <laughs> and a sexier, the priest. sexier tongue. Um, yeah kind of weird <laughs> so they stood there opposite each other while the whole school just watched and they were just like not sucking a chocolate button and it with their eyes closed no they didn't have their eyes closed but you had your eyes closed <laughs> <laughs> so who had their eyes closed <laughs> no one in this case <laughs> i'm just saying assemblies of that ilk where okay. a reverend might ask children to suck chocolate buttons might be similar <laughs> You, know, you, you might have the same person ask you to close your eyes while they describe something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That never happened. Yeah. You never I... had the chocolate sucky vicar thing. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of the last time someone asked me to close my eyes. <laughs> That's quite good. Yeah. Oh, close your eyes like yoga. Anyone do yoga? I, I don't really do anything that requires one to close their eyes. What about um, sleep? <laughs> yeah, but then wide no, open. No, one, <laughs> no one's telling me to close them. Oh, don't you have the? Uh, oh, don't you have a partner? Don't you have an instructor? 
Um, anyway, so we're back and we've kind of realised slash been told by a few listeners that we haven't really introduced ourselves properly or yeah. that we didn't. We sort of cruised in. Yeah. So I'd love to introduce my two <laughs> friends, Marika and Jelly, with whom I host the podcast. Yeah. Yes. That makes it sound like it's my podcast. It does a little you. bit. Should we uh, try it a different way? Jelly, would you like to introduce me? <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to introduce my two lovely friends with whom I host the podcast. Who's who? So I'm Gina. I'm Marika. And I'm Jelly. I hate saying my own name. Same, as in my name. <laughs> Not your name. <laughs> it's quite hard though. Marika. Yeah. Do you feel like you get a bit lispy with the R? It's a bit wooey. I feel the same about my name, my full name. Gina. Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Georgina. When I say it, it just sounds weird. <laughs> sounds like I'm saying... That sounded lovely. I always forget that you're Georgina <laughs> and not just Gina. Say it again. Say that name. Georgina. It's awkward, isn't it? don't love it. I like it. I love it. I really like I it. I don't love it, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, I think... People were interested to know how we three knew each other. We three kings. Yes. As well. Yeah. Uh, and I suppose the first place to start is with Gina and Marika. We went to school together. And, right. um, that wasn't very romantic oh, way of putting okay. it. I remember the first time I saw Marika. <laughs> we were in the dining room. Sucking a chocolate button. <laughs> <laughs> she was wearing a navy blue hoodie. Is that true? And she was holding a pair of drumsticks. Oh, very Is that cool. true? Yeah. Wow. Well, I, I had two navy hoodies that I wore on rotation. So I, I could was, wash one and wear the other one. I've just done the same with socks. There you go. What? You Hang on, wait, you've only got two pairs, pairs of socks? No, as in I've just bought more of the same. Oh, right. Socks. Anyway. Um, she had a low ponytail, low bun. Low ponytail. Uh, navy blue hoodie, drumsticks, which I believe she was playing on the dining table that is horrendous and I seriously hope I wasn't doing maybe that. you would do like air drumming even worse that's worse <laughs> maybe you weren't doing either but hopefully I just had them no cool Rika, you in can't my rewrite the story no I probably was bouncing them off something and anyway really I didn't think much of you at all <laughs> <laughs> I, but it is seared into your memory no it's just I remember because you were friends with my cousin Marika was a year above me and your so. sister and my sister was friends with you as well, who was the year above you. Yes. And I remember you thinking you probably thought I was a little squib when we met each other because <laughs> you just kind of flared your nostrils and looked in the other direction. That was me probably trying to impress you. Really? Like a little lizard. Okay. Trying to blow fire out of my nostrils. Do you remember me? Yeah. Wait, what was your first impression of Gina? Um... <laughs> what? Are you going to say something bad or is it that you just don't remember? No, I can't necessarily... I remember... I don't remember the first time we interacted or my first glimpse of you. Well, I... I but... <laughs> Stop looking at well, me like that. You look like you're going to cry. Was there a moment where, for each of you, where you were like, yeah, this is going to be something good? I think fairly quickly. I don't really remember. I feel like I have this memory of inviting myself to your birthday party and you always adamant that you actually were going to invite me. Yeah, I remember writing the list. And that was my 16th, I think. Yeah. Aww. So it was a couple of years Sweet before 16. we were in birthday territory. So, you, But had you had you been at the school together for a while before you crossed paths no. at all? No, I would have. it would have been like first few weeks that I was there. I was but you only made the invite to Marika's 16th birthday, which means you were at school together for three 
Two. Two years before. Two year, yeah, well, year and a half. But that's... Didn't really have parties. For yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay, but it was around that point where it, where it was like, this is a bona fide friendship. I would say before my it 16th birthday. It must have birthday. been before. But that was, you know, the first time I saw you in your underwear, for yes, example. Yes, yeah. It was when you knew you'd be friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know when your friendship just gets to that yeah. point with someone where you're like, oh yeah, there they are. 100%, yeah, 100%. Um, there's a lovely quote about friendship. I can't remember if it's from a book or if it's like one of those quotes you see. But it's saying that it's like a cup that fills with water and the point at which the cup fills and starts to overrun is kind of imperceptible. It's like one extra drop that makes the cup start running over. And that's, and that's like the point where your friendship has just turned into this. That's lovely. That is lovely. And I don't really remember the point, but God, was there, there must have been a point. Yeah. Because next thing you know, it was piggybacks and lots of hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of hanging out. Yeah. When we should have been working. When I should have been working. And me. It was lovely. Yeah. Uh, it does sound lovely. It really does. Marika and Jelly, how did you meet? This is a fabulous story. This is a fabulous story. Because it relies very much on fate. Yeah, it does. We Lots of very weird things happened in the run-up to me actually being in the room with Marika. <laughs> I had been... Just weirdly, Cordy Millwood, who, who you both know, had texted me about two weeks before I actually met Marika saying, you should listen to this person's music, you're going to absolutely love it. And then my brother Harry... We'd been listening to the Alt J album, Warm Foothills. Yes. And he was like, Oh, I love Marika's voice. And then he'd been listening to music and he was like, Jill, I think you'll really like it. Which is weird that that just in the in a very short window before we actually met. And then I was at uni at the time and had just joined the Radio Society. And <laughs> the head of music, Emma Rice, was meant to be interviewed. You were playing a show in Leeds. Yes. And the head of music was meant to be interviewing Marika, but she couldn't do it for some reason. And so she was like, does anyone want to do it? Marika's name was hot in my brain, as it were. And then I was like, yeah, I'd like to do it. But I was quite nervous to do it because I'd never done an interview before. And my brother had given me a necklace for my birthday that had a lion on it. And he was like, when you wear it, you have to be brave. You have to like go out and, and do stuff, and be, which I still wear to this day. And uh, I was wearing the necklace and I was like, I should put my, myself forward for this because I should be brave and blah, it'd be good to do it and blah, blah, blah. So then that was how that happened and then I came to interview you. Yes. And we just really hit it off, I dare mean, I em- say. Emma Rice really missed out on being one of my best friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, we just hit it off. Like, obviously I've been on road and you have a lot of interviews and stuff like that. So it wasn't like, I didn't anticipate this was going to be anything particularly... <laughs> out of the ordinary yeah of course and then Jelly walks in <laughs> and it was that strange feeling of sort of like you already know that person Oh. and I just remember thinking that's so weird and we spoke for ages and yeah. your interview was great and kind of like refreshing in that sense and then I played the show and there was like no one there but Jelly and you brought a friend with you yeah Sophie Putrell Sophie Putrell and Jelly <laughs> was standing in like the front row of basically like an empty room, but they came like, you were like up fairly close. You weren't like hovering at the back, like dancing your little socks off, like bopping around. And I was like, I have mad respect for you for doing that. Yeah. Normally people don't give a toot. 
That's um, gorgeous. But yeah, and then we kind of it just stayed in contact. It was really straight. There was nothing after that that I can see as a kind of like pivotal. It was like it was, that was it. It was just kind of done. And then we kind of like, I remember you sending it to me and I also thought that was really cool because I was like, no one ever sends me stuff they're going to put out on the radio. Yeah. And we had a bit of back and forth on Facebook. Yeah, it would have um, been. And then I was with Amber of, I'm, yeah, of the then, Japanese house fame at the time. Yeah. And I moved to London, I think. Well, you came to a show. A, a I Amber came to an show, Amber show, yeah. And I met you there again. Yeah. And then you moved to London and then we kind of just started, started hanging, hanging out. out. Yeah. I must have met you fairly early on because when I did meet you, it was at the pub and Marika said, my friend Jelly, who interviewed me, is coming. Like go. that was a part of yeah, the story. Yeah, that would have been early on. Who you were. No, I still use that. <laughs> <laughs> what, I hope ten so. Years old. This journalist I can't shake. <laughs> and I've never interviewed anyone since. No, Not true. <laughs> yeah, I remember being excited to meet you because you were such a big name. In the Phenox. Do you know what I mean? Like when people have those friends that you, you're just like, I must meet them. Yeah. What did you think? <laughs> I thought yeah, you were wonderful. What do you think? Sometimes when you hear those names of people's friends, like my friend, and they sound like a bit of a, I must have sounded like a bit of a character. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I always think, oh, they must be really annoying. There's people with big personalities that precede them. I don't think that you're... It's not your personality that precedes you. It's your stank. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's as in personality. I always think the word personality makes us always sound quite like um, forceful, like a forceful personality. Yeah. I think it's more that just eggs-wise, you're on the better end of the scale. Oh, yeah, eggs. On the fabulous end of the scale. Eggs-wise? Like she's a good, good great Oh, egg. yeah, yeah. Oh, or just egg. Or just an egg. Fabergé. Oh, you're a Fabergé egg, all right. You're a bloody ostrich egg. <laughs> I <Thank laughs> think you. that's a good thing, isn't it? <laughs> nice and big. What about quail, though? Ooh. They're amazing. We are three a couple. We are three, three a couple. Three a couple of quails. <laughs> Very fancy picnic. So that's how we all know each other. Yeah. yeah. And then Jelly has a radio show. Jelly has a radio show, yeah, which... You're Jelly, just <laughs> referring to yourself Sorry, as a yeah, third yeah. person is yeah. going to confuse people. Yeah, I have a radio show with Soho Radio, who oi, we're oi. sitting in this room courtesy of. Eep. And I'm sitting opposite a very handsome man, <laughs> who we also <laughs> met through that. So this all ties in. Yes, I have a radio show, and Marika, you... Must come on it again. Yeah, it's been a while. It has been a while. You invited me. No, come off it. <laughs> but when we had done a show a, a few times together. Oh, yes. And then, Gina, you came on with us one time and... It was a summer's day. It was a summer's day. 2018. And, and you'd been at a picnic. I'd been at a picnic. <laughs> <laughs> and it was probably, I think, it, yeah, it was one of the funnest radio shows I've ever done. And people genuinely really liked it and lots of people said this is really funny you guys should do this again and then Marika <laughs> the way you said that what that's me, true made me feel like we are in our 50s and insanely successful and famous <laughs> hey, and those um, same people are the ones listening to this yeah, podcast yeah. and, and no people more. really liked it and they said hey get together we'll get you some microphones yeah, and then here we are at the O2. 
<laughs> you know, four nights sold out of the O2. We just didn't see it happen. The O2. No. The O2. <laughs> Which is only 20 people. <laughs> and then, Marika, you had a wonderful idea. Well, I think we were talking about a way in which we could sort of have us all <coughs> chatting in a room. Nothing too complex. Keep it simple. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it sweet. Yeah. So then I was like, well, how about we go through the alphabet and just pick silly subjects? Yeah. Yeah. And our, Yes, it was my idea. We, <laughs> speaking of, we had the runner-up of our pancake competition who uh, correctly guessed whose pancake... Oh, sorry. <laughs> and that is a big congratulatory <laughs> open of a beer for... For Tal, who correctly guessed who made which pancake. And so for being the runner-up in the competition, we said, you can ask us any question. And they asked, what was the topic that you were each most excited to talk about? Yeah. When you decided to do this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And do you have an answer to that, either of you? When I think about that, I think about the when I'm researching something and how I am enjoying what I'm researching. Eels was a real highlight for me, just because it was off the back of reading a book that had it in. And then I just thought it was fabulous. And I got an opportunity to wax lyrical about those slimy little creatures. And, and you did a wonderful job. Oh, oh thank lovely. You. <laughs> so I think Eels was a nice one for me. And also I found Dreams very interesting as well. Jelly, any favourites? Anything you're looking forward to? What, in the alphabet? Yeah. I'm afraid I don't think that far ahead. Okay. <laughs> Do you think in the past? Yes, I think a lot in the past. And I really liked, well, I obviously really liked doing crisps. Um, just because I just love them. I didn't get that when you did it the first time. <laughs> so you do like crisps. I do like crisps, yeah. <laughs> and I really enjoyed juries, actually. I found juries very interesting. Or jury duty, I suppose it was, but it kind of morphed into juries. Mm. And Gina Miller? I think I liked drinking, mm. reading about drinking. D, uh, I remember liking D a lot as an episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not- Curveball. <laughs> Newsflash. Not for about 10 years, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> but never say never. <laughs> you heard it here. Yeah, so I I enjoyed D2, Jelly. Um, and I think looking forward to... I think we're all looking forward to episode P. Cause <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of scope for... Poo and poo, penises and periods. Yeah, pajinas, peace, <laughs> comma world. <laughs> yeah, P is going to be good. If anyone who's listening has, uh, if anyone's listening, if anyone's listening, <laughs> tell us we're good and give us five stars. No, if anyone is listening and has something that they are burning to know about that corresponds to a letter send it in and we might not do it but we might I mean it probably yeah. will correspond to a letter if they've got something they're interested in because I suppose everything has everything to everything has to in the end unless it's a number yes true well maybe after Z seven Sorry. seven seven would be cool seven the film or oh, seven deadly sin oh Now, the, the, the winner of the pancake competition ah. was offered the opportunity to pick 
a topic that they, they wanted to be researched for this special bonus episode. And our winner, Cam Jaram... Asked for newts. <laughs> newts. And Marika uh, Hackman has offered up her services and I have been researching newts. For Sounds the like last saying nudes. Newts. Um which is quite a, a change of tempo at this point. So I'll just crack on. Crack off. There are a type of salamander. Um and there are more than one hundred known species. Wow. Newt. But there are only three in the UK. And I'm focusing on the UK newts today. Because that was Cam Jaram's request, our lucky winner. So the most common one is the smooth newt or slash common newt, um, which I'd prefer, is I'd prefer to be known as smooth. Me too, like suave, the suave newt. Yeah, who is a sort of olivey green or pale brown with a bright orange black spotted underside. I'm sure you're all yeah. That's the one that I, guy. That's what I picture when I picture. Seen newts. that guy? You've seen that guy. And then there's another one called the palmate newt, which is basically. The same as the smooth newt, but it's smaller and has a peachy yellow underside and also gets webbed back feet. The males get them in mating season, I guess, to look kind of sassy. Oh, wow. So they don't have them all year round? No, 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 no. In fact, all of these newts, they get little sort of Mohican fins the men do during mating season. Love it. And then they disappear again. And then there's a highly endangered newt called the Great Crested Newt, or the Warty Newt, which is protected by law in this country. And it's very big. So it, uh, the females can reach around 18 centimetres in length, wow. which is rather large, um, compared to the other two, about 10, 9 centimetres. That's half a ruler, over half It's a over ruler. half a ruler. That's exactly what I thought. I always <laughs> think in terms of a ruler. The 30 yeah. centimetre ruler. ruler. Um, what do they Shatterproof. Ah, oh, shatterproof. But you could always break them. But yeah. They didn't shatter. So yeah. That is fair. And they are kind of cool. They've got a big crest, as you would imagine, going down their backs, <laughs> down the tail. Um, they've got big black splodges on a very um, like orangey, yellowy tummy, and they've got warty lumpiness. Bit like some me. White splodges, exactly. So those are our newts. There are newts. Ah, bisto. Oh, as in British newts. Yes. Yeah. Those are the UK newts. Now, the lifespan really varied from site to site. We go from six years to 15. Oh, it's a long time. Yeah. Not to get pecked by a bird. Yeah, or many other preds floating around. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. But also they are predators themselves. Um, so when they're on land, they eat insects, slugs and worms. And when they're in water, they eat tadpoles of the frog variety and toad. Water snails and shrimp and Ooh. great crested newts, the big guys, they sometimes eat smaller newts. Ooh. Oh. Ew. Which is bad because they're endangered. We all have to eat. Wait, sorry, I thought only the crest, big crested newts are endangered. Yes. So that's fine because they're eating the non-endangered newts. Oh, that's true. You make a great point. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, they've got sticky little tongues like a frog mm. um, and very sharp palatal teeth so these are teeth that come out like the roof of the mouth and the newt basically will use its tongue to rub its prey along the roof of its mouth which sort of shreds it whilst they hold it still in its jaws which gives us it looks like they're chewing but they're kind of pushing rubbing shredding um (laughs) pushing rubbing shredding sounds like the opening to the l word and then there are other animals that do that 
but they're very limited. And it's the echidna, the duck-billed platypus and the manatee. All um, very cool animals. I was, you know, when, when you mentioned these teeth, I was thinking duck-billed platypus. Yeah. Did you not say, I think maybe you even said duck-billed platypus. Did I? Well, you might have said platypus. Yeah, it's something to do with evolution. Sure. And it all goes sure. back to a very long, <laughs> a long, long time ago. Um, the origin of species. The origin of species. But these animals, they don't have teeth per se. They've been replaced by these uh, rough keratin structures. So kind of it's just like a knobbly-bobbly, rubby-wubby. Let's get messy. Another Marika Hackman song. <laughs> they can, oh yeah, they can reproduce lost limbs at the site of injury, which is very cool. Very oh. cool. Yeah, it's very, very cool. And now I'm going to just go into like the smooth nude. Yes. Yeah. He's smooth and common. Um, so these guys, they hibernate on land from October to March um, and then they return to the water to mate, which I never realised. I thought newts were always kind of in ponds, but... yeah. They live under rocks and logs and compost heaps and things like that for most of the year. And they only get in the water. They only get in the water when they want to get a shag in. I guess oh. that's where we see them. So we just think they're there. So they shag yeah. in the water because they lay. Yes, they lay their eggs. Eggs. <laughs> so they have a little courtship ritual where the male waggles his orange tummy in the female's direction um, and swishes his tail. Uh, which has got a little silver stripe on it to attract her attention. Um, and every time he waves his tail, it releases some very potent pheromones. Oh. Pheromones. And um, that sort of encourages her to come hither and follow him down into the depths. Um, and when she touches his tail <laughs> with her nose, Aww. he releases his spermatophore, <laughs> which <laughs> sticks to her belly as she swims over it. Um, so the spermatophore is a is a capsule of sperm. Right. I actually went down a really weird like sperm hole when I was reading this. Um, <laughs> There's a name for that. <laughs> Turns out that a uh, fruit fly has the world's biggest sperm that is 5.8 centimetres, which is 20 times longer than the male fruit fly's body. What? But when it impregnates lady fly... Uh, the tail, fly. the whole tail doesn't go in of the sperm, but it is that big. My word! Yeah. So she's sort of. I swear, I started looking around like that, Will. on a giant sperm. Will's like, no, I put the biggest sperm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fifty times my own body. <laughs> so the newt has her little bag of sperm that I think she sucks up into herself. Little um, bag of sperm. Little <laughs> <laughs> Gucci. Um, and fertilizes <laughs> very good fertilizes her eggs and then she lays um hundreds of eggs but she wraps each one individually in a folded leaf and secures it by sealing the fold with a sticky secretion Aww. which is very sweet very Let's very take sweet. her ages yeah i know but they got a lot of time what else yeah. are they doing they don't have jobs so the eggs you don't take know that marie <laughs> well yeah. <laughs> they must be very tiny leaves. If you think like pondweed, like a, oh, weed, yeah. a weed leaf. True. And they're very tiny eggs. Yeah. And those eggs take between 10 to 20 days to hatch, but only 1% will reach adulthood. Wow. Because they, they get predded Pred, out. Pred off. So when the eggs are in their little 
Bassinets. Bassinets, yes, little leaf bassinets. Um, they've got a jelly surrounding them, which gradually gets covered with mud, um, which conceals the little larvae. Lava? Wait, what's plural larvae. of what? Larvae and I lava. Think, I think it's larvae is the plural. Larvae. <laughs> larvae la rue. Okay, so it, the mud... <laughs> The, the larvae are now active in the egg, so the mud's stopping them from being seen by predators wriggling around in there. And they also are called tadpoles when they get bigger. And when it's fully developed, it finds a weak spot and breaks out of the jelly um, and has gills at this point. And then after a couple of months, they get front legs, which break through the skin. Um, and then eventually they absorb their gills and they leave the water and they're called efts, which, <gasps> by the way, that comes up in crosswords all the time. E- E-F-T-S. Yeah. So just you look out for it. The Evening Standard bloody loves putting that one the in. The Efting Standard. Mm. What about the FT? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that is the name for a adolescent newt. Yes. Love Correct. It. Correct. So then they just get bigger and they turn into adults, as we anticipated. Not huge changes. But when they come out of the water, they have, um, well, for the rest of their life, they have primitive lungs, which is why they can breathe outside of water but they also absorb oxygen through their skin because their lungs aren't super hard working which is also why when they're underwater they're able to stay down there for a while and sometimes they hibernate down there because they can absorb the oxygen depending on stuff like temperature and how oxygenated the water is and all that kind of stuff so yeah that's the kind of like life of the newt and then when yeah a lot of the time they are just hiding in sort of Plain sight. In plain sight, in (laughs) compost bins. Compost. Compost, behind sheds. You know what? It was mentioned a lot. I just don't... I I wish I did, but I never see them. I saw one a couple of weeks ago. Did you? Did you? Yeah. In your garden? Uh, No, in in Wiltshire. Ah. Ah. Yes, I feel like I'd be quite pumped if I saw one. Yeah. That was gorgeous. Thank you. you. I actually have one more new fact. Oh, please. Which I... Was only a very last last one. It's not about the UK newt. It's about this Spanish ribbed newt that if you prod it, it pulls its ribs forward inside and thrusts them through its skin <gasps> with poison on them and stabs you. And then the ribs go back in and the wounds heal. What? Yeah, that was it. I just oh, found shit. that and was like, I've got to throw that in there. That's incredible. That yeah, it's pretty be cool. painful though every time. Well, they shouldn't be prodded too much. I wouldn't imagine. Yeah, but life's going to give you some prods. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a customer announcement. In the event of a correction or addition to our hazy demi-facts, please do slide into our DMs and we will address those in a bonus episode at the end of the series. Let's do some corrections because we've definitely been spewing a lot of crap for this entire series. The first correction was... I think it was in episode B that I um, incorrectly said that the noise that Dolly Parton made when she first wrote a song or that's at oh, the beginning yeah. of a song I said nine it was five. I said it was Jolene and it's actually nine to five. Oh sorry I just wrote the fucking punchline. <laughs> Spoiler nine to five <laughs> yeah I, I, I thought the song that you'd got wrong was nine to five and you couldn't remember no yeah so, so I, that's the clackety... I said Jolene and it's nine to five and it's when she's like but. yeah her nails. Yeah, her nails. I don't know what the rhythm is. Anyway, that's what she did. And um, that's the first fact to correct. The second fact 
The breasts. The breasts. Yeah, hit it. So this Marika did boobs for B. And I think at some point you said basically humans are the only, seem to be the only animals that are attracted to boobs sexually. Yeah. And one listener, my brother, got in touch to say, no, that is not true. That horses um, have some sexual attachment to the udders of other horses. And that when... Wait, are they called udders? I didn't know horse, other horses... Well, they're called udders, udders when, they're, when they're lactating. Right. Because like, I don't think you'd call them boobs. Do you know what I mean? And once they're like... <laughs> what about breasts? Horse what? breasts. Horse breasts. <laughs> he said udder. He left me a very detailed okay. voice note. Um, I guess maybe you call them udders for the period that they are... Udders. Feeding mm-hmm. baby horses. He said... Sorry. <laughs> Mm, that is Um, that when when you are covering a horse which is an industry term for making two horses have sex the female horse will often just have given birth not just in that moment but like a few weeks prior so she'll still be lactating and that the stallions when they get near the horse they'll like sniff around the udders and the smell gets them very sexually aroused and they're very fixated on it. And if they stand there long enough, the female horse will just start squirting milk out. <gasps> so he said it's not necessarily like a visual sexual attraction like it is with humans, but there's definitely like an olfactory something going on. Oof, olfactory. So that's quite gross. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of olfactory... I have a correction from Fragrance, where I said that there was a perfume museum in Versailles, which was, I said it was the world's only perfume museum, which is incorrect. Okay. That one is called the Osmotech, and it's actually the world's largest scent archive. There's quite a few around the globe in different places, but um, Grasse, Grasse, which is the sort of home, the kind of capital of French perfume has the oldest perfume museum, which has only beats the Osmotech by one year, but it's still technically the oldest. And I think it's a bit more museum-y. Anyway, yeah, I just wanted to clear that up. Glad that we've cleared it up. Mm. Yeah. A lot of restless nights came from that. And we also had an E, my favourite eels. It was a bit wishy-washy about whether they did return to the Sargasso Sea and that was their spawning place. And that is been proved in the last actually it was was last year in October 2022 there was an article on it that they had um, successfully tracked eels all the way back to the Sargasso Sea for the first time so we know that it is definitely true yeah excellent so that's the corrections if you come up with any just send them our way and we'll address them at some point because yeah this is proof that we will do that and it's also proof that if we do a competition you will get your prize oh that's reminding me of another one Mick Jagger Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Was it a correction or was we it just We just don't like, know if it's true. We don't know if Mick Well, I think Jagger the rumour... No, no, I, I looked up. The rumour is actually it was Keith Richards uh, getting the blood transfusions. Vampire transfusions. Yeah. But if Keith's doing it, that's Mick's Mick's definitely doing Mick's it. <laughs> just doing it all again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pure conjecture. I'd like to apologise to Mick Jagger and Keith Richards <laughs> for the vampire infusions rumour. Which we know you're doing. Yeah. But, that, but, so but in really fairness to us, it's a rumour that... That exists without our yes. input. We haven't. We didn't start it. No. Start it. We're just talking about something other people are talking about. It's exactly. gossip. Yeah, we're gossiping. We're not 
salacious. We gossiping. are salaciously gossiping. Okay, but, yeah, yeah. but we didn't start it. We didn't no. start it. So without any further ado, I would like to ask you a question. Go on then. Okay, would you rather have the nicest home you can dream of? Like it's beautiful, it's eleganza, whatever you want your house to be. When people come over, they're like, holy shit, yeah. this is gorgeous, it's heaven. And charming and heavenly. You it's charming and heavenly and it's comfortable, it's everything you want. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. But <laughs> That description of what's it? It's quite Trump. It's beautiful. I don't know how else to say it. No, no, it's perfect. You have a lovely home. You have a lovely home. But your bedroom Mm. is hideous and your bed, sheets and all, pillows, are made of leather. Or... You You have... Sweaty. The most comfortable bed categorically objectively in the universe you sleep like a princess every night but you have the most putrid home you can imagine it's a really good question and when people like and you have to have people come over and you have to feel shame when they do so i suppose what it boils down to potentially is are you more concerned about what other people think or would you not give so much of a shit but would make Make you yeah. want you want to be comfy it's and about have a good com- time. Com- Slash, yeah. also, like if you want to use the rest of the house, though. No, okay. Here's the rule: you can't sleep anywhere else apart. No, 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 no. I don't mean sleeping anywhere else. I mean as in using the kitchen, yeah, and the I, living room, true. and stuff like that. Like I find a lot of comfort in being in other bits of my flat, yeah. than just mm. the bedroom. Yeah. So and I think I might have to go for the fancy house. But just bear in mind, but the leather you bed you won't be sleeping anywhere but in the leather bed. No, no, I know. <laughs> that it's would the be so bad, yeah. Every night you're sleeping in leather. But I think I'd go mad if I had a like the, if my house was like a shit <laughs> But, it's, hole. but yeah. it's functional. Like it's perfectly functional. It does really get you down though. Does it becoming... smell? Um, is that a no, big, like, big factor? No, uh, I don't think it should smell. No, it doesn't smell. It's, it's oh. clean. Okay, and it's but the design is just like every. Yeah. Imagine everything you hate. Imagine and you go into your nightmare showroom and they've got the like, room. Is the room? Is it just? Is it just the bed that's really comfortable? Is your room actually nice? Oh, it's a lovely room. Okay, fine. I take the room. Yeah, it's okay. hard though. It is hard because I get what you're saying so much about the feeling of occupying like, others. Like yeah. you go bananas if you spend too much time in your room. Yeah, and. But then you also go bananas if your room's horrible. Yeah, but and but I, the feeling of coming back to a space that you don't want to be in is a mm. really all-consuming, horrible feeling. I'm just thinking about the summer. Leather, outside leather bed. No, oh, leather God, bed. yeah, the leather bed. Yeah, Couldn't. it's a nightmare. I'm going to go myself with the comfy bed but and the lovely bedroom because, as you say, Jelly, there's nothing worse than coming back to a space that you don't feel really like you can relax in and not being able to sleep not in a leather bed would be the end of me. Oh, God, it's really hard. I don't love hosting. It's not a problem. No, but you have to have people around. You you stipulated that. Yeah, it's true. Which My means you have rules. to get over your... <laughs> <laughs> yes, your, I don't love your reservation. You're going to have to be a host. A twofold. <laughs> yeah. I suppose you can, you can you caveat it when people are around by being like, I fucking hate my house. Um, I'm just to be an arsehole no okay yeah that uh, yeah people come over and they're just like this is Jelly's taste <laughs> I would hate that <laughs> yeah that's quite that doesn't change it a bit but I think I'd still go for the comfy bed 
I think that I would too, just because I sleeping in bedtime is quite. A, I have a troubled relationship with it anyway. So throw in a leather bed. You'd go cuckoo. Yeah. If you if you had a leather bed, I think. Yeah. Okay. So we're all agreed. Leather bed. No. No. <laughs> Not leather bed. <laughs> No, no. Please, not the leather bed. Please never become a judge. (laughs) (laughs) So agreed. Life in prison. No. (laughs) Now, I have a little question. Yes, please, Marie. Would you rather smell of poo? (gasps) Mine's poo. All the time, of course it is. Smell of poo all the time, forever, or everyone you fancy smells of poo to the, the degree that you fancy them so as in if you find them really hot they fucking stink I couldn't be with someone who stank of poo but you also you choose you smell like poo but then no one would be with me you gotta pick one and also I'm not this isn't the kind of poo you can get used to <laughs> you can't get can, used do you, to it can, do you smell yourself I know you don't smell yourself. That's fine. You waft through life, literally wafting through life. But everyone, you stank poo. Does everyone else with the one that you fancy? Does everyone else smell the poo? Like, oh, interesting. Is my girlfriend rocking up to the pugs? Rocking up to the rocking up to the pub, stinking of poo, and all my friends are sitting there being like, "Your girlfriend stinks of poo." No, you know what? I think I'll keep it fairly simpler and say. They smell like poo to you. Okay. Uh, but the more you fancy them and, you know, the more you start to fall in love, the more pooey they smell. I'm going to go with the pooey, the pooey lover. Yeah, me too. Because <laughs> pooey lover. just in life in general, yeah. I can more accommodate my own discomfort than that of others. Yeah. Like, if I, agreed. I, agreed. If I thought I smelled of poo... Oh, it would ruin my life. I wouldn't leave the house... And then what would be the point of living? Yeah. yeah. But if it was just the people I fancied who smelled of poo, maybe I could... Rise above. Rise above it, start a Imagine poo fetish. kissing, lying in bed to, with them. It wouldn't be great. But another question I have is, do they know they smell of poo and are they able to laugh about it? They don't know they smell of poo and they cannot laugh about it. <laughs> <laughs> She's a tough mistress, this one. Oh, but that's again that that works better with the fact that it's just your bur- burden to shoulder. Because because otherwise, if you're the pooey person, then anyone that you fancy thinks you smell, thinks like you poo. smell of poo. So someone's going to suffer. Yeah, it's hard. I'd rather hard maintain work. my clean, unpooey image if I even Fair have enough. that as it stands. Also, I just don't think anyone, no one's going to go out with me if I smell of poo. It's hard enough to get people to go out with me now. And I smell like, okay. Do you know what I mean? Do you want whereas, to tell her? <laughs> whereas I so... feel like I'd be more lenient towards a poo smell. Yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. I, th- I have to I say, though, I think that. probably what I would do is just become celibate. Yeah, that's what I would do. I'd make other people smell like poo and then just never shag again. Yeah. You wouldn't, Marie. <laughs> I see you <laughs> turning up being like, I actually like the smell. I would have to have yeah. sex with people that were like... I didn't fancy that much, so they weren't too pooey. You'd yeah, have to find that middle was, ground. But then you're just having shit sex. Well, you don't fancy know. them at no, all. No, no, it doesn't have to be No, shit. if you don't fancy them at all... No, no poos. But you don't want to shag someone you don't fancy at all. Yeah, but terrible. if you fancy them a bit, get a few beers down ya. <laughs> yeah. Get some non-pooey shagging. Ooh. <laughs> 
<laughs> what a horrible sentence. God. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm not going to smell of poo, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So we're having. We're all lovers. agreed. We're all agreed. So yeah. we're, all, we're taking a pooey lover. We're all non. We're taking pooey lovers to our very comfortable beds. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but a horrible home. <laughs> <laughs> Come back to my shit house. I'm building it. Literally. Well, mine was. Would you? Would you rather do twenty poos a day, <laughs> or one very, very large, quite painful poo that constitutes twenty poos? When? In the day. Yeah, but oh. what time? Doesn't matter. You're either shitting all day or you're shitting once, but it's awful. I say once, but it's awful. <sighs> Straight up. That's two every waking hour. Yeah. 20 poos a day. I think you could even this out a bit. No. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're making it 24. <laughs> <laughs> Can we come down to 15? No. Is there any wiggle room? <laughs> this also came from... I'll I... give you 20% for... <laughs> Dragon's Den. <laughs> I think I'll have to agree with Marika then, because I think just practically fitting in 20 poos around social engagements getting on the tube um getting on the tube oh, work being at work in a meeting oh. awful at a gig playing a show yeah yeah that's twice during a show well also like yeah on an airplane multi multo multo yeah yeah it's basically like having diarrhea i guess i can it's fine on an airplane that's why i'm no, not if you by the window <laughs> <laughs> that's true uh, but how bad is this big one? Are we bleeding? Well, no, I'd maybe. It just is like, like an hour. A, like a grapefruit size. Oh. Ow. <laughs> well, that's going to give you some fissures. Yeah. I'm not talking the Christian chucky guy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's a rapparoo on the old... On the old boners episode. <laughs> <laughs> Such yes. Good. Thank you for listening, dear listeners. We will be back. Episode K. In episode K. Ready for your hot little ears. Sometime soon. Yes. Watch out. Thank you for listening to the bumbling bonus episode of A is 4, which really does put an end to our first ever series. We will shortly be jetting off to Switzerland for a business health retreat, where we will each receive a vampire blood transfusion and of course be brainstorming for season 2. We promise to be back soon, but in the meantime you can listen to all episodes again for the second, third or even fourth time on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Or you can pester us on social media by following at A is 4 podcast on Instagram. Instagram.